Humanity prepares to touch the sun. And when Hollywood gossip becomes true crime. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone. Welcome back for another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. It's a Monday. It's 103 here in Hood River. I'm actually recording a little bit earlier in the day. I normally do this at night, but you know, I had some free time. I had the day off, so I figured I'd uh, see what it's like recording during the day. There's a couple cars, a couple, there's a little more traffic outside than normal, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Also, this week we're going to do something a little bit different. Every day we are going to feature a food-based story. Food-based conspiracy, weird stories about food. Because I actually found a bunch of them when I was just looking... Because I actually found a bunch of them when I was just kind of looking at conspiracies this week. The first thing that I have to say right away, we actually bumped this up. The story originally I had slated for Tuesday, but it's so important. You need to know it now. And then we'll get into the intro and everything, just in case. I have to tell you this, just in case you have a spoonful right now. The CDC is telling people, do not eat Honey Smacks. The delicious, uh, supposedly delicious cereal, I've never eaten it before, but the delicious cereal with the rapping hip-hop frog, Honey Smacks, has been linked to a multi-state salmonella outbreak, which has sickened at least two people in Oregon, and I'm from Oregon, a lot of the listeners here are from Oregon, since July 12th, 12th, however you say that, a hundred people since March, that doesn't make sense, okay, since March, a hundred people have gotten sick after eating Honey Smacks. Apparently, there's some sort of salmonella outbreak. So, first off, I just stumbled across this story. Again, I was kind of looking up conspiracies, and this was just an alert on some website about Oregon. Oh, I was looking up Oregon employment laws, what I was doing, and I saw this story. This story should be everywhere. Can you imagine buying a box of Honey Smacks, and you're like, gotta dig them Honey Smacks! Gotta dig him. I'm Ribbit the Rabbit, whatever his name was. Anyways, some little 10-year-old has his bowl of Honey Smacks. He's getting ready to watch some Slug Terra on Netflix. And he's just digging in, digging into that stuff. The next thing you know, he they have to chop his hands off. Salmonella's actually, like, can paralyze you. It can get really, really bad. So I got a couple questions about this. One, why isn't this bigger news? This, I mean, I guess they probably sell, you know, hundreds of thousands of boxes and only 100 people have gotten sick. But you would still think that a story, something that appeals to children is making people sick. Actually, now that I think about it, it says 100 people were sick. How many of those people were children? Are a bunch of adults eating honey smacks? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't eat cereal. I don't. Well, OK. First off, I don't eat anything for breakfast in general. I'm not, I don't eat stuff when I wake up. But I'm not a big cereal guy even. I have a couple boxes of cereal here that are at least five years old. I just never, I bought them and never ate them. I actually have a box of microwave popcorn bags, and that's about six years old, because I never eat that either. And I don't throw it away. I think it'd be funny if someone came over and it had some. I wake up and there's someone in my kitchen making uh, some cereal, and I will not say anything as she sits there and eats it and then leaves. I guess that's kind of cruel. But anyways... They'll probably get salmonella. My point, my second question is, how does cereal, what in cereal can cause salmonella? I thought that was like eggs or cilantro. I thought that had to be some sort of produce. Isn't that just kind of like dried corn with like a honey glaze on it? It's kind of crazy how 
how susceptible our food supply is to illnesses. You would think that something this basic, just basically like cornstarch and high fructose corn syrup and whatever would be relatively free of any sort of like virus or bacterial infection, but who knows? It's apparently out there. If you're eating the Punny Smacks and I just caught it in time, you can thank me later. Send me an email telling me um, that you now owe me a life debt. A la Chewbacca and Han Solo or Brady Bunch. Pick your uh, pick your nerd culture. And then um, as I was looking at that, I f- came across a bunch of other food-based conspiracies. And we're actually going to talk about another one of those in just a second. But first, I thought this story was interesting. I came across it a couple of days ago. And it's just one of those kind of really cool science, the the um, advancement of humanity, just the way that we're going, the way that we're exploring things. And of course, the whole idea of it is this amazing leap in human technology, this great step forward. And the journalist makes a joke in the headline, which again, like I said, I appreciate that. Um, I was a journalism major, my degree's in journalism, and I love it when there's a little bit of like, smarminess or there's a joke in the lead or something like that but it's always it's more it sticks out more when it's such a serious subject so here's the headline this is on cnet.com links below links in the notes headline is nasa readies probe to touch the sun with cutting edge heat shield so they're going to build this probe that's going to get closer to the sun than anything humanity has ever built before and they've come up with this amazing heat shield. Um, it's going to get within 29 million miles of the sun. Um, wait, no. Take that off. So this probe is going to get within 4 million miles of the sun. Mercury is around 29 million miles away from the sun. And that place is a hellhole. I mean, if you, I've always been told if you landed anything there, it would just melt immediately. It's super just like, it's just blasted by heat all the time. It's a horrible, horrible place to be. Not like Venus that is capable of having life on it. But this ship will get within 4 million miles, so it'll be closer than the planet Mercury. We're going to get all this amazing readings and this amazing technology. So the headline, like I said, NASA readies probe to touch the sun with cutting-edge heat shield, and then the... Subheadline is, it's getting hot in here, so protect all your probes. Now, I appreciate the pun. I think it's definitely a generational pun. And if you don't get it, that's that Nelly song, Hot in Here. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. It's getting hot in here, so protect all your probes. It's a very clever It's a very clever... So Jackson Ryan, the writer... You know, sometimes the writers don't come up with their own headlines. Sometimes it's the editor staff. That song is so catchy. That song is so catchy. And again, it's a generational thing. Ah, never mind. I'm not going to tell that story. Let's move on to the NASA story. So, this probe is going to come within 4 million miles of the sun. It's never been visited before by man-made spacecraft. I'd probably say by any spacecraft, really. You know, generally. So this doesn't necessarily go into how the shield works, and even if it did, I probably wouldn't understand it. But what's amazing is they're saying that outside of the shield, it's going to be exposed by 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. 2,500, yeah, 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. 
just blasting this man-made piece of metal floating through space. On the other side of the heat shield, so it will protect all of the gears and all of the reading, all of the instruments and the engine and all that stuff, 85 degrees. That's, I mean, and the thing is, is like, you, if we're to this level of technology in 2018 that we can fly this close, if this works, we can fly this close to the sun and it's that comfortable inside, We this is completely breaking new bounds. All of these things about going to these planets in our solar system that were going to be more hostile to us, um, if we can get this close to the sun, we can put a base anywhere. We can put a base on a you know, a one of the asteroids orbiting Saturn, or we can put a base on the dark side of the moon. If we can control the climate this close to the sun, then I don't foresee us having any trouble doing it the other way. This probe is most likely disposable. I don't think we're getting it back. I think we'll probably just get the readings, but there's just an amazing advancement in human technology. So that story is relatively short. Um, but again, I mean, I just like the idea of it. Um, you know, who who hasn't wanted to get that close to the sun? My my little brother, he has an interesting thought experiment. He he said it to me once. He said, um, close your eyes and uh, a picture of the sun, as close to the sun as you can get. Now, we'll do, this, we'll do this exercise now. Close your eyes and picture, picture yourself as close to the sun as you can get. What, what is going on? And it's funny because my answer was different than most people's answers. Um, I'm kind of a, a, I really like reading stuff about the sun. But so my little brother, he, he'd done this to multiple friends of his. And when he asked them to describe what was going on, they all said it was too bright to look at. And it's funny because it's your imagination. Your imagination, technically, you can imagine anything. If you imagine staring at the sun, you should be able to stare at the sun for an unlimited amount of time. There's no actual light rays coming into your eyeballs. But if people imagine staring at the sun, sometimes they'll, they'll imagine it, that it's too bright to look at, even though it's simply in their imagination because our brains have been trained so much to, look into the, to not look into the sun. It's funny, one thing, I've always been able to look into the sun. Ever since I was a little kid, I can look right at the sun. I don't do it for long, but other people are like, oh, no, don't look at the sun. I, I don't know if there's, you're not supposed to look at the sun at all or if you're not supposed to look at the sun for a long amount of time, but I look at the sun all the time. When I did that experiment, my little brother goes, what do you, what's going on? I told him it wasn't, I could be close to the sun. The brightness wasn't the issue, but the, the noise, like if, if I really got into my imagination, the noise was deafening. So it was the same thing, like, it's my imagination, I should be able to control it on any level, but, you know, the sun is just millions of, I just imagine millions of nuclear bombs going off every minute. Just the noise that it must create if you're close enough to the sun that you can hear it. So a little, little thought experiment, it's interesting because, yeah, our imagination, technically we should be able to be like, oh yeah, I'm walking on the sun and it's totally fine, and do 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 but there's a human, walking on the sun's one thing because we can't do that, but we have heard really loud explosions and we have looked at really bright lights, and if you imagine yourself looking at a bright light, you, you may find yourself uh, flinching to that, even in your imagination, kind of holding your hands up because you're looking at a light that's so bright. Now, there's a website, this is going to be, moving on to our next story, and this is also food-related. This is very interesting. So I go to this website. So I'm a celebrity gossip geek. Like, 
I always read, and I don't read like Kylie Jenner's new boyfriend bought her a purse, but it was China Black's. I'm, it's, I can't believe I even know the characters' names, but no, it was China Black's brand. So Kylie got all mad because they don't like China Black and so on and so forth. I don't really follow gossip like that. I like the more kind of like sinister, dark Hollywood gossip. And there's actually a lot of websites like that. And I'll link to one below. Um, AGC web pages is the website. It's uh, It kind of collates other Hollywood gossip into one easy-to-read page. And it's funny because the page looks like it was made in, like, 1992. It's just very simple to read. Tons of information. So, in the month of June, these two pieces of gossip popped up. Now, the way that these... Uh, these are called blind items. The way that this gossip is structured is that it gives you a, a, a brief description, not really using names of the people involved, because it's gossip. They don't want to get sued, and then other people can try to figure out the names. And, you know, you can credit it or discredit it as much as you want. That's fair. But so in June, these two uh, blind items popped up. And then today I woke up, and on Drudge Report was a very, very interesting article. So I'm going to read the first blind item here. It was from June 8th of this year. She didn't, she didn't go. It was supposed to look like a murder-suicide. That had been the plan all along. The plan that had been in place since March. Then, as she began to get more and more attention and acclaim, suddenly her schedule was too busy and she couldn't make it. What to do, what to do. Improvise. Do what they always do. Make it look like all the rest they have done, but also make sure they send a message to her. Apparently, they sent her a picture with no words, just the picture. I'm guessing she got the message. In the next few weeks, we will see if she ignores the message or continues to be brave and fight the good fight. Then on June 24th, so about two weeks later, here's another blind item. This gives a little bit of clues to who it is, and I'll reveal who people think it is too. But This was the one from June 24th. This foreign-born, illiterate celebrity has been taking no chances. She sleeps in a different place each night and makes sure she is always with at least one person, if not two or three. She might get that new guy in her life killed if she doesn't get this thing settled once and for all. They are still out there until they are called off. So, those two blind items specifically refer to Asia Argento, and Anthony Bourdain. The first one is basically insinuating that Anthony Bourdain was murdered, that she was sent a photograph, most likely, of his body before anyone knew about it. And the reason why they've been targeted is the Me Too movement. And Anthony Bourdain, I've also heard a conspiracy theory before today about Anthony Bourdain having issues with the Clintons, Bill and Hillary Clinton, which they're really tied into the Me Too movement. You know, obviously Hillary Clinton's had was, you know, best buddies with Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, he was one of her top campaign donors. Bill Clinton goes without saying, raped and sexually assaulted multiple women. I'm not trying to get political here, but, you know, these are the very least he sexually harassed women. And then there's allegations that he's raped and sexually assaulted women as well. Um, There was another story that just came out last year that Hillary Clinton's faith advisor, kind of her minister in her campaign, was caught sexually harassing one of her female staffers. Um, They moved the staffer but kept the faith-based 
advisor for her. After the campaign, he went to another group, I think it was Chair Blue or, or something like that, where he sexually harassed a third person. He was fired on the spot, and that's when the news story came from. So she's been really linked to these issues with sexual harassers, sexual assaulters. I'm not saying that Trump is 100% innocent, and I'm not trying to get into that. That's a totally different story. But in this particular story, these are things that have been allegated or proven. Like the the faith-based guy. That's it's, No one's disputing that story. Even Hillary Clinton has come out and said, yeah, I knew about it, but blah, blah, blah. And you can, I'll, I'll see if I can find the links for that. That was pretty much mainstream news. So not getting political. But so I, I remember reading those blind items, and I was like, you know, it, it's always... <sighs> suicide is always tragic generally when people commit suicide people are always looking for answers i've heard what's interesting so all that being said so asia argento is a big um critic a big outspoken advocate i guess i should say of the me too movement anthony bourdain has had run-ins with the clintons before but again i was i'd see that stuff and i was like yeah you know it's tragic that he killed himself but i don't think it's necessarily part of this clinton murder machine you, I saw these two blind items, and they're like, these people were killed to cover up a bigger crime. So his last interview with the journalist, he's trashing on Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, calls Bill Clinton rapey, goes on to say that Hillary had a part in destroying women, destroying sexual assault victims. And he just laid it out. And he called the former president a piece of shit, entitled rapey, gropey, grabby, disgusting. He condemned Hillary saying that she destroyed these women when they came forth with the allegations. Here's a quote from him. He's a very, speaking of Bill Clinton, this is Anthony Bourdain on Bill Clinton. He is a very charming man. I met him. He's fucking magnetic. As is Hillary. When you're in the room, you think, wow, she's really warm and nice and funny. But the way they efficiently dismantled, destroyed, and shamelessly discredited these women for speaking the truth. So basically, like, these victims had came forward and both Bill and Hillary just decimated them and then he um, goes on to talk about how when Harvey Weinstein was first caught when he first came out Hillary tweeted basically if Hillary's tweet at the time was it was something or Hillary said at the time it was something that was intolerable in every way and you know like so many other people so many people who've come forward and spoken out this was a different side of a person who I and many others had known in the past so basically Hillary's saying I didn't know anything this is totally something that I didn't expect and then uh, Anthony Bourdain tweets um, that she shame that her response was shameful in its deflection and its disingenuousness so he doesn't believe what she's saying at all he Here's the thing. She probably knew. He, Hillary Clinton was surrounded by Secret Service agents from 1992 to till, till today. She always had security. And you can't tell me that those security agents hadn't done massive background checks on anyone in her circle. And you can't tell me the Secret Service didn't know that was going on. And she, and she was completely unaware. People will tend to make excuses for access and power. And I believe that's what she did, honestly. So anyways, he tweets that. And then he gets slammed, and this is his quote, which kind of goes into this whole conspiracy. I will tell you that as frightening as that was at times, talking about the backlash when he called Hillary disingenuous, I will tell you that as frightening as that was at times, when I sat there with Asia as she texted her sisters, watching the Clinton apology on Weinstein and watching Asia watching that statement, there was a lot of anticipation. People were really hoping she'd come out with a I don't know. Let's just say with something different. 
I immediately tweeted my disappointment, very much shaped by what I saw around me. And I will tell you, that was really fucking frightening, the reaction to that. You know I voted for her. So what happened behind the scenes? So that's a, that's a very telling comment. So Asia, Asia Argento was one of the young ladies who first accused Harvey Weinstein of rape. She's the daughter of Dario Argento. She was in Land of the Dead. That was, I think, the first movie I've seen her in. But I knew her as the daughter of Dario Argento, who's a big Italian zombie filmmaker, zombie horror movie maker. So anyways, he's saying that he's watching, he's getting ready to watch Hillary Clinton make comments on Harvey Weinstein. She comes out with that. Oh, I just didn't know. We all don't know who people really are in their private lives. He responds to that. And the reaction that he gets, he describes as fucking frightening. And then his, he says, you know, I voted for her. So he's a supporter of Hillary Clinton. He doesn't have a dog in this race. But he was frightened by the response he got back from her camp. So it was interesting. He then goes on to say that basically it was turned on him like he was defending Harvey Weinstein or he was accusing her of being in league and all this sort of stuff. And he goes, in in the interview, he totally calls out Jared Kushner as a snitch and basically says that he'll never be able to keep his mouth shut about any sort of crimes he's committed with the Trumps or the collusion. So again, he's this isn't a political hack job. You can tell he's not really happy with anything. So, and then he goes on to say that his dream is to watch Harvey Weinstein have a stroke and then fall into a bathtub and as he's drowning trying to figure out which of his friends to call and he realized he doesn't have any friends and so on and so forth. So very, you know, very angry because his girlfriend, he was dating Asia Argento, his girlfriend had to go through all this, then it was all brought back up in the public eye. So did the Clintons or somebody else involved with the cover-up of the Me Too movement have Anthony Bourdain killed? Was he really that big of a critic of this group of men and women who have protected sexual assaulters in Hollywood and, and around the world. You know, the, 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 the sad fact is that he's, either way, he's dead. The, so there's no changing that. Obviously, the best version, I, I'm just never, I mean, I've watched the show once or twice, you know, I can't, like, you know, he was kind of just a figure that I knew of. The, the tragic thing is that he's passed away now. The noble story the, the story, he's dead, we can't change that. So the story that makes everything make sense, the story that gives us some sort of hope, is the story that he was murdered. And I think that's sometimes what conspiracies do. You can get the facts together, and you can connect one, two, three, four, and you go, okay, I don't have five and six, but I can assume what seven and eight are going to be based on the pattern before that. So I don't think that he killed himself. I think that he was murdered by operatives and Asia Argento is on the run now to because she'll be next. That story is nice because it doesn't involve a depressed and lonely man taking his own life. Do I think it's possible that he was killed? I, it's possible. Technically, anything's possible. I, unfortunately, I, I don't necessarily think it's likely. And I think that's the same thing. It's funny, as I was doing this episode, I was like, I probably won't do the Chester Bennington. I, I hate that I don't remember his name, but 
the Chester and the Chris Cornell story, because I think it's kind of the same thing. Like you want to believe that these young men, these young people weren't, didn't, weren't just at the end of their, no pun intended, rope and took their own life because they were just so depressed and so distraught or just had some sort of chemical imbalance or just had a day that was off and they couldn't get it together. It's better to believe that these were soldiers, these were martyrs for a greater fight against a shadowy conspiracy. But is it likely? No. No. I think it's an interesting article. I think it's an interesting theory. But I think when we look at those conspiracy theories like this, we minimize... we minimize talking about suicide in and of itself. So I could talk about this conspiracy theory and say, yes, he didn't kill himself. This, this is an ongoing war between the, the forces of light and the forces of dark and so on and so forth. And, but really, the, the discussion we need to have is no more suicides. How can we as a society and we as individuals not promote that, not hide it, to talk about it as a as an actual thing. Again, there's always a lot of options out there. If you are having those thoughts, you know, there's always options out there. Talk to a friend. Talk to a stranger if you have to. There's always the suicide prevention hotline, 1-800-273-8255. They even have an online chat option. I'll put that in the show notes. So... I think, you know, I think that's an important, I think that's honestly more important than the conspiracy itself. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it will come out that he was actually killed by this shadowy conspiracy and Asia Argento is next. Or maybe it's something people made up to make sense of the world because they knew him. And it's easier to believe that your friend or your role model, or your television show host that you watched every week and you bought all of his shows on DVD and he was your friend, he was your virtual friend. It's easier to believe that he was murdered than that that man took his life, just like, you know, it's hard to imagine any of your friends or family taking their lives. And so, a little bit of a depressing ending, but don't let it be, because, I, you know, there's always, there's always hope. There's always hope. And we can always reach out to the people who need our help. And if you need someone's help, there's always going to be someone out there for you. It may not feel like it, but it could just be someone you meet online. It doesn't have to be this amazing thing. It could be something that you never even really know their real name. You're just talking to them. Reach out. Reach out. And here's another reason why. This is what I always say. Think of your favorite television show. Your favorite movie series. Whenever you're really depressed and you're... I mean, you're not just having the occasional thought about suicide. You're planning it out. I've run into people like this online. They're ready to go. I'll ask, what's your favorite television show? The guy said, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And I said, you know what? Why don't you just wait until the run of the show's over? Wait till the show's canceled or they quit making episodes. Because that's your favorite show. That, that's like, and I love, that's one of my favorite shows too. I've watched it multiple times. The whole season through. You're going to miss all those episodes if you kill yourself. And sometimes little things can help have big meanings. You know, someone is a huge Star Wars fan. I can't imagine why nowadays. Let's say someone is a huge Avengers fan. 
Um, they're just they're I mean, they're and I you know they're just ready at, to end it and say, well, you know, give it a couple, give it two more movies. Let's buy some time. Let's watch those movies. We'll talk about them. Oh, okay. Doesn't work for everybody. But when you throw out general stuff like, oh, you have so much to live for, they people go, no, not really. Tomorrow, you know, just be happy. No, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. On a side note, they actually say if you're being mugged or someone has a gun on you, don't say, I have a kids and a wife at home. This is actually old police advice. If someone ever pulls a gun on you, don't talk about your family. Because it's possible that that person doesn't have any sort of family connection or you may remind them of their crappy family, their crappy childhood. I have a kid at home and that may actually make them matter. That may, so they, if they had a horrible family life or they had, you know, they don't have kids or they're in a horrible place and they have a gun on someone who they perceive has a better life than them, don't, don't say anything. You really should not try to engage with an armed criminal at all. Want my wallet? Here's my wallet. Oh no, I have a wife and kids at home. That person may go, you know what? I don't have a home. I'm living in an alley. Pop! Yeah. So anyways, that's kind of a bit of a tangent, but hopefully that saves your life too. Also, another piece of advice, never get in the car. Anyone ever wants you to get in the car? They have a gun on you. They have a bazooka on you. They have a flamethrower. Don't get in the car because guess what? Well, gonna probably, if they're right there, they'll shoot you or set you on fire and you're in the middle of a neighborhood. Or people will know you're walking along that trail or whatever, and they'll be able to get you. If you're shot in a neighborhood, you'll start to bleed out and someone will come out. If you get in that car, you're going to someone's torture dungeon. Don't ever get in the car. Take the bullet, take the flamethrower, take the bucket of acid in your face, because trust me, it's going to get ten times worse if you get in that car. I guess that's going to do it for this episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. You got a little bit of life advice in the ending. I think the Anthony Bourdain conspiracy is really interesting. Obviously, I'm going to keep following it because there's a lot of info on it. And if anything changes, I'll let you guys know. But right now, I think we just need to think about his life, his legacy, and how we can prevent that from happening with other people again. I think that's kind of the more important story than than the conspiracy theory. So I hope you guys had a great time listening. Dead Rabbit Radio is our website. We have the fastest growing uh, podcast in Wasco County. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a pretty big sized county up in Hood River. Uh, at uh, Jason O. Carpenter is my Twitter. We have our email address. That's deadrabbitradio at gmail.com. We now have a Facebook. That is facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. And that is going to be it for tonight. Actually, I think we did a pretty good job recording in the afternoon. We got our kind of depressing story out of the way. I think most of the stories are going to be more lively for the rest of the week. They're all going to have a food. Every day we're going to talk about a new food conspiracy building up to one of the most bizarre and hard-to-find conspiracies that I've spent time looking for in the past 30 days. I found some stuff on hard stuff, but I've really been looking at this conspiracy theory. I don't want to build it up too much, but on Friday we are going to touch... One of the main conspiracy theories on our conspiracy theory list, it is related to food. So get your forks, get your knives, watch your calories, and come back tomorrow for another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio.